Welcome to Faith Talks. I'm Devin McCaskill. And I'm Pastor Kelsey. All right. So this week, we're going to be revisiting the work series that we started last week. Yes. The Office. The Office. Best I mean, day of my life was was starting that series. Really? No, but it was definitely one of my favorite, like... Top 10? Yeah, for sure. Of like, we're not even done with it. And I know, like, it's going to be one of the my favorite ones that we've done because... It allows me to bring together the two greatest loves in my life, Jesus and the office. So last week you had, who was it, Stanley in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so who's going to be in the background this week? Uh, I think it'll be Michael Scott okay. or it'll be Michael's office and he won't be in the background. But yeah, so we've been doing with our graphics, we've been having some backdrops. If you're familiar with the office show, they'll do like talking heads, like the interviews and they'll have like them in front of the window so last week that's what we did our our graphics over for like the verses and stuff like that just to tie it in you know keep us a little interesting you know, you know? yeah yeah give and then that way when i'm boring at least you have stanley hudson to look at in the yeah. background you know he's always eating something <laughs> so this week um i wrote down some topics just to talk about and uh the first one says god created work but why is it so hard to find the right job for yourself i just wanted to dive deep into that okay so that was you a question a question to you. Okay. So God created work, but why is it what's the what what is it in? Why is it so hard to find the right job? For why is yourself? it so hard? So the way you're asking the question almost seems like you're saying you said, Well, God created work, which means work is good. That was one of our that was our first main point from last yeah. week is that work isn't bad, work is good, right? God created it before sin, before the fall of mankind. So work is good. God created it. But why, if it's good, is it so hard to find the right job for you? Right. So like me, I had a lot of jobs, but we, none we, of them. Well, we know. <laughs> well, of, we know. <laughs> none of them were like the right fit. You know, I'm I'm in high school. I'm in college. Yeah. So it's just like I was there to get money to fund like my car and stuff like that. Yeah. So why is it so hard to find the right job of work is good? I think there's two big ways you could answer this. Um, one is, one is, I think that the right job is the word right there is such a subjective thing. The right job for you is different from the right job for me and the right job for you five years ago is probably not going to be the right job for you today or 10 years from now. Right. So I think a big, big part of that is, um, being able to know yourself and know well, what is the right job? I can be honest. It's like, even me, what I understand to be the right job or the right job circumstances has grown and fluctuated over time. That's something that I'm still learning. So a lot of times we can't even identify what's right because we don't know what we're looking for. Um, it's not uncommon that, that especially people in that young adult age range, um, we're still trying to figure out who we are and what we care about, what makes us tick what makes our heart beat what is our passions and so i think that that's a big one is we're still just figuring out ourselves mm -hmm. so figuring out that you know optimal expression of work is going to flow out of that so i think that that's a big step that until we get there finding the quote-unquote right job may may not be easy um, and another part, too, is uh, I think if we have the expectation that the right job is the easy job, the right job is the job that will never make us sweat, is the job that will never make us cry, is the job that will never make us stressful. I don't think that that's pretty realistic, right? Like work is good. But we said last week that work is also difficult because of 
the way that sin has fractured our world. And so I think we also need to have the understanding that the right job is not always going to be the fun job. Another way you could look at it is like God created work. So as long as you're working, shouldn't it be like you should gain something from any job that you work? Like a paycheck or (laughs) no, like like a feeling. Okay, what do you mean? So, like, when you find that right job, you get a certain, like, relief and, like, you like going to work. Why can't you feel that way when you go to any other job? Because, like, what's the difference? Oh, okay. So, you're saying that, like, the work that you do almost gives you a feedback to let you know, like, this is it. So, if it's all for him, like, we're working for the Lord. Right. Why do we get a different feeling from the different jobs we do? Are you asking me? Yeah. Uh, I think that, for one... I think part of it is, uh, even though it should be all for him, we if we're being honest, I don't think we always take that perspective. A lot of times we think of work as being the necessary evil or the necessary means to our financial provision, our security. So for one, I don't think that if we're being honest, we always think of it that way. So because we're not coming into work with that perspective, we're not going to get that kind of feedback because we're not actually operating in a worship mindset as much as just a work mindset. Um, But I think part of that too is even if it is all for the Lord, right? So I, I work at this church. I am a young adult pastor. Um, This is what I believe God has called me to do. I don't believe that I'm any more or less called or special than someone who's working at McDonald's if they're working for Jesus, right? But I do believe that God does give us specific desires and passions, and there are different things that he's wanting us to walk in. And so I think that if I were to go work at McDonald's right now, and I would be clearly disobeying the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life, I think it would be odd for me to expect that McDonald's or State Farm or Starbucks or being a children's pastor, like whatever that is, I'm not trying to pick on anything, um, anything outside of what I truly believe to be God's leading. Um, I think that it would be crazy for me to expect that I'm going to get that kind of feedback if I'm disobeying him. And I think the same could be said of like, I know people who have been in ministry, vocational ministry jobs, and they stepped away from that to do other things, to do real estate or to be a stay-at-home mom and that's where they got the feedback so I'm not trying to say like if you're not working for Jesus at the church then you're not going to get that I'm just saying like I think that God does give us specific desires and passions and I and I think that those change over time too I don't think that it's always one thing for one person for the rest of your life yeah I feel that so so you saying that you're in your career and you feel like you've been called here yeah for sure I would not be here if I if I didn't feel called And you also said, like, in five years, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm saying in five years for I'm saying for anybody that because I think sometimes we think of when we think of job and the word calling gets attached to that really quickly, Mm. specifically in Christian circles where it's like, um, all right. So I could say I am called to be a young adult pastor at Eastern Assembly of God. And I know some people who at a very young age felt called to be a youth pastor felt called to do this or that or whatever um and i think that sometimes we put this really big pressure on ourselves to figure out what is the one big thing the one very big very specific thing that god has called me to do with my entire life whereas i think the one big thing that god has called us to do is love him know him serve him share him right 
But the way that that happens, I think with our jobs, I think that that is a little bit more fluid than sometimes we think of it. I don't think that my ultimate purpose in life is to be the young adults pastor anywhere. Like, like jobs change, yeah. right? I, this is not me saying I'm quitting my job, right? But yeah. in general, I think we don't have to put that pressure on ourselves to think that what we felt the Lord calling us to do when we were 18 years old, it's like, good, I found the thing. Like, no, like just be obedient where you are, right? So me working here is I'm being obedient exactly where I am. Right. So another thing is that, so say I find the right job and it's it's at McDonald's. Perfect. And I'm I'm there every day. I'm 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 working for the Lord. Flipping you know? them burgers. Yeah. And I get distracted. Okay. And I, and I lose faith. I stop coming on Sundays because I'm working. You know, I, right. I'm a manager now. Then you feel like a lot of people in the faith lose focus because they found that certain job in quotations. And it just became their idol. Yeah. Is that a question? Yeah. Do I think that happens? Absolutely. How would you like go about that? How do you go about making work into an idol or how do you go about not making work? You want If you want me to tell you what not to do, I can do you that. You can do sure. both. You can do both? You can do both. I, I, I think that um, I think it is such a unique thing. I think this particular struggle is one of the reasons that I think young adult ministry is really important. This particular struggle, I think, reminds me why people who are 18 to 30 do need to have some really specific conversations that might not always apply on a Sunday morning or to a youth group. Um, and that's because this is typically the time where you transition from being a full-time high school student to where your schedule is pretty much set by you from your school to now you are having to provide for yourself in some way, shape, or form and making that transition. I think oftentimes people are not intending to make work into an idol. They're not tending or intending to do that, but it can happen. Um, I think an easy way to do that is to formulate your schedule around your work versus formulating your schedule around God. Um, And so a lot of times when people think about how they're going to spend their time or their energy, we, we think about the work that we have to do and the this and the, and then we look at the gaps that we have left over and we figure out how we might squeeze God into that. If we have the energy Yeah. versus versus saying regardless like here are my spiritual non-negotiables right i would encourage everybody to say sunday is a spiritual non-negotiable right um i would hope i I understand that maybe saying sundays and thursdays might be tricky but saying hey these are the things that are non-negotiable for me to be able to make sure that i can get to church so i'd be connected to a community of believers but even in your own personal life i think what happens is um you have a job and you're doing well with Jesus, but if you're not personally pursuing the Lord Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on your own, right? You're not feeding your spirit. What's going to happen? The flesh takes over and fleshly, there's a real part of us that doesn't want to grow in our relationship with God. And so because we're not taking time to really grow on our own, it actually becomes easier and easier and more natural to drift. And so now it's not so much like, I really, really want to go to church, but I just can't. 
it's like that might be what we say but the reality if we're really honest is i don't really want to go to church also i have to work so i'm gonna say it's because i have to work yeah yeah i recently just applied for another job and on my this is job number 23 or 24 or 28 (laughs) you know um i might work at kids first next you know come on what's (laughs) up what's up and um yeah like on the availability i put like mondays i can't work in the morning Mm -hmm. because like this we're is when here. we record. Yeah, it's, we record. Yeah. Shout out to Mondays, you know? Thank you. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate that. And and Thursday nights and then Sundays the whole day. And, like, I'll put a note on there, like, this is, like, what what has to be done or else I can't start working. Yeah. And I think that that, I mean, you tell me, but I feel like that is a pretty, I'm not saying, like, that's an easy thing to do. It's not at all. Yeah. Like you have to, it's that's a big step to take. Yeah. What would you? Maybe you don't know, but would you have any advice for? I think sometimes we have people who it's like, yeah, that would have been nice to do when I started my job, but I didn't. Right. Yeah. What do you do? What would you say to that person who is already established in a job, whether you want to call it a career or not? Maybe they've been flipping burgers at McDonald's for many a times, um, and they realize like, hey, I've been working Sundays and I gotta get, like, what would you, what advice would you give to somebody who is already past that point but is wanting to like reformulate their schedule a little bit? It depends on like the relationships what they have, they have with the people at work. You okay. Know? So like when I was working at Target, and then we switched days from Wednesday nights to Thursday nights, I had already informed them that like, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm working. Yeah. But like. I made sure that, like, they knew. Remember how last week we were talking about, like, making sure people know you're a Christian at work? Yeah. yeah. So I already had that established. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Like, we understand. Like, you're not coming up with an excuse to not come to work. Like, you're sincere and you're serious. Yeah. So they made the switch. I mean, it takes time. Yeah. But you just have to confront the the problem instead of letting it, like, build up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, another thing is that if we're made to work, why is it so hard to get up? Like the, <laughs> the drive morning, to work be so crucial. Like, I don't understand. Actually, like, let me just turn around. Wow. <laughs> I never have that feeling when I drive to work. Oh, yeah. Because you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I can be honest. Right. There are. OK. 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 This is like I don't I'm not even going to call this vulnerability as much as embarrassingly honest. But like there like there are some times when like, hey, I don't. I don't look forward to the work day. Like, I love what I get to do, but on a day-to-day, like, it, it can be stressful or sometimes it can, like, whatever. Like, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a lot of the same job struggles that a lot of people have, right? So the the way that I see that play out a lot recently, uh, and I, I've been seeing, like, memes about it online where it's like, I'll stay up too late. Almost like... um like there's a part of me that is not ready to go to sleep because when I go to sleep, I know that the next thing that I'm going to do when I wake up is, oh man, that means I got to start the next work day. So like I'll like one of my ways that I think my mind rebels against that is by like trying to stay up later to like enjoy that time when it is just me at home relaxing stress-free right and again like I love what I get to do but it does like my job carries this like stress and and and, you know it's days just like anybody else so I'll see it play out that way but why is it so why is it so difficult to get up yeah or like it's rough I feel like um what's his name Garfield Garfield I hate Mondays yeah (laughs) 
I think shout out to 1990. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it just goes back to like we've got a broken relationship with work. Um, and that was one of the things we talked about last week is one of the concrete outcomes of Adam and Eve's sin in the Garden of Eden was work became what the Bible says is a painful toil. Right. And we think of it as like, that's just what work is inherently because that's the only relationship we've ever known with it. Uh, But to be honest, it's kind of like, it would be like you asking me like, why do we, like, why do we struggle with sin? Or like, why, why, if we want to do the right thing, are we sometimes tempted to do the wrong thing? You know, it's just, it's, it's the direct like result of the brokenness and the fractured world that we live in. We just have a broken relationship with work. Yeah. I feel that. Okay, I know. So we did last week when we uh, started the series, uh, I basically told people that we're not going to do sometimes with certain series, we'll do like relationships. We had the Q&A, the Q&A, like, I don't want to call it an episode, but the week in service where we'll have questions and answers. So we're not going to do that for work. But I do think it's such an important uh, topic that it is worth getting some people's specific feedback on. And so what we did at the end of last week was I said, Hey, if you've got questions, write them down, let me know, send them to me. And here in the podcast, we will yeah. kind of dump into, or not dump into them, but jump into them. Uh, did, I didn't tell you the questions. You want to hear them? I got two for today. Yeah, two for today. Yeah. Okay. One of them is a more general question and is a little bit deeper in its answer. And one of them is a little bit more specific. And I think you could take it a couple of ways, which one, which one you want first? Let me let me get the long one. You the know? long one. All right. So this this first question, basic, and it's a good question. It's a question that I've thought about before too. Are you gonna say who asked it? Um, or no? I'll I'll drop it in on Instagram. I'll say like our questions are brought to you today by these okay. people. Um, I don't think they would be like embarrassed at I'm, all. I'm gonna judge them. Okay. <laughs> one yeah. One of them is like, what do you do if you killed somebody? No. <laughs> But uh, so Go one of jail. them wasn't so much specific to work as it was because last week we talked a lot about. Genesis, the fall, Adam and Eve, God. Um, And one question that I got was, okay, we talk about Adam and Eve, their relationship with God in the Garden of Eden. If they had such a close relationship with him, or basically, if things were so good, why did they sit in the first place? Yeah. Because I think that's one thing that, and I think it's a good question because oftentimes we will look to Adam and Eve as like the picture of like, this is what life is supposed to be like with God, unhindered intimacy connection, right? He walked in the garden with them. But I think that then does beg the question of like, okay, if we point to that as the ideal, like, well then why did they make the decision to sin against God? Yeah. Yeah. Temptation. Temptation. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. So I've got some notes on this one. So I answered the question in person and I was like, you know what? I feel like you deserve a better answer. And so what I'm going to say is kind of similar to what I said on Thursday night, but it's a little bit more thought out. Um, So for one, um, I think it's important to know that Adam and Eve were pure. They were created very good, the Bible says, but they weren't created perfect. Right. Okay. Uh, So they're again, like they're like God, but they're not God. And I think that that's important for us to know. Um, The second thing, because based off of that, right, um, and this is just kind of a personal thought, but we also don't know how much time passed between the creation of Adam and Eve and their decision to sin. Um, And by that, I mean, like, it could have been a week. It's hard because, like, in the Bible, it's it's a chapter, right? It could be week. It could be years. Um, So we don't actually know the extent to, say, Eve's, personal relationship 
with God, right? And I think you could take it a couple of different ways there, but we don't know how much time passed, like how well did she actually know her creator? Um, another important kind of framework thing is God gave them free will, meaning that Adam and Eve were free, and this is big, they were free to be lured away from their delight in him. Okay, we, we point to them as being ideal because they had access to God like we can't really understand. But because he gave them free will, that means that they ultimately had a choice and they had the ability of, will I find my delight, find my satisfaction in him or will I find it elsewhere? And that's where the devil, right, that's where, right, temptation comes in because basically in the conversation and it's hard for us because we know the story we read the story and we know like this is satan like why are you talking to him they don't know that right like so we read the story through a different like hindsight is 2020 right you know the end result exactly we know how this plays out we're living it but for them someone comes in someone who they don't see as being inherently evil comes and what does he do is he points to the one thing that they can't have or the one thing that they shouldn't have and essentially lures their delight or their satisfaction away from God. And instead uh, he plants distrust, right? And that's where that temptation comes in. And so uh, he, he, he attacked their satisfaction in him and that's what made them ultimately vulnerable to sin. And I think from there is where they made that decision. Um, so I hope that that's helpful to the person who asked that question or anybody who's ever wondered that of like, if things were so great, Why did they make the dumbest decision in history? And the way that I think about it is I'm probably no better than them. And I probably would have done the same thing. So question number one. All right. Question number two. And this is one I would love to get your feedback on. You ready? I'm ready. How do you, let's say as a, as a Christian in the workplace, how do you deal with um, coworkers who are constantly complaining? Tell them to shut up. Tell them to shut no, up, no. right, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, when I worked at Amazon, it was a lot of people that didn't have good work ethic. Okay. So I, I, I was on the dock, so I had room to get away from them. Mm-hmm. So I would, I don't know what circumstance you're in, but try to move away and stop, like, confronting with them. Because, like, that could change your perspective on the job. Like, you yeah. Could, you could be like, oh, yeah, they keep complaining, da-da-da. And then they have one good point. I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel that. And then it just grabs you, and you're just like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, like it your perspective, true. Yeah, your perspective changes, and you start doing the same thing as them. Yes, and that's actually kind of what that person said when they asked. They were like, hey, it's like I'll come in, and I want to have a positive mindset, right? Maybe they come in and they experience when they're driving the work. They've, they've got that struggle you were talking about, but they said in their mind, my work is worship, right? And they come in and it feels like they're like, like from the jump, just kind of bombarded with a lot of negativity. And it's hard because I feel like, like there's, there's two ways you could answer this. You could answer with the Sunday school answer of like, you should stand up to them and tell them blah, 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 blah. But it's like, there's also just the realistic, like, don't be weird at work. Right. And so I think that, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of, and again, we don't know the exact situation. I think part of it is, Maybe the hard part is removing yourself from a group of people also removes your ability to witness to a certain extent, right? So you might be protecting or guarding your own mind and your own ability to be positive at work, but does that cut off connection to be able to witness, 
I think that's valid. Yeah. Um, I think, and this is just like, I'm not saying I do that. And I think you're right. Like, I think we can take on the negative thinking habits of other people. And I think if we find ourselves getting drawn into negativity, that also messes with our witness. Um, I think that, and this is just me, this is how I would do it. And I get that everybody's a little bit different depending on the relationship with people, right? I might come in and just tell people not in a weird way, but if it were me, I'd probably go, guys, all right, listen, I'll be honest with you. I kind of hate my job and I'm trying this new thing where I only focus on the positive because ultimately like I'm going to be here for X amount of hours anyway. And I'm trying to like, for real, just like, I'm really trying to watch the way that I complain. I'm trying to blah, 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 blah. So, and for me, this is why it works for me is I have a very joking personality. So I can try and turn things humorous, but people will get it. I might even say something like, listen, y'all gonna have to miss me with that negativity. I'm, I'm all positive today. Okay. If you're trying to complain, take that somewhere else. All right. This is positivity central, but I get yeah. that everybody maybe depending on your personality. But I think to your point, if it's people that you feel like you don't have any real ability to connect or like be in a relationship with um they just happen to be around and they're always complaining probably the best thing is to just like get some space yeah. um but if it's people that you are around a lot maybe you can't find that space or um you would like to try and keep that relational door open it doesn't have to be in a weird way but honestly like positivity is like in now so you don't have to be like and, yeah go ahead and another thing like if you keep saying like a relationship with him. If you have a relationship with him, like just be real with him. Try to make the day better. Yeah. Like, I goof around with people at work all the time and it makes it 10 times better. Yeah. Like, and even if you say like, Hey guys, like, yeah. are you miserable? I'm miserable too. Can we find a way to make this fun? Right. Like, listen, or even just telling people like, again, like, all right, child, y'all got five minutes to get all your complaining out. And then after that, like the rest of this shit like let's just have fun yeah yeah like at work i don't even really think about work like we'll have conversations about like different things like real life like i play video games with the people when we get off right so like we'll talk about that yeah and then, like little trash talk you know like, yeah so finding ways it's like okay it's like with kids right yeah. like instead of just telling a kid no what do you do you redirect them same thing of like rather than telling someone don't be negative maybe a good practical thing you can do is just try to redirect the conversation hey yeah you're right today is horrible what are you doing when you get off yeah. right like or blah 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 what are you guys doing for this or that the other blah, and try and redirect the conversation i think that's another really practical thing you can do yeah throw back to last week i mean you're at work ninety thousand hours yeah. of your life you don't want those to be ninety thousand bad hours exactly you, you gotta change you know that's right protect protect your mind guard your mind come to church <laughs> yes. yes sir all right. Well, I think we're nearing, we're kind of nearing the 30 minute mark. The extra, the last five minutes were just a little extra for people who ask questions, but I really want to encourage you guys. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, come out tomorrow night, Thursday night, 7 PM. We're going to be in week two of the office season one, episode two. And we're going to get into actually the nitty gritty of, so this week we are going to be talking about uh, coworkers. And okay. so this question actually leads in pretty perfectly with that. But uh, yeah, I really encourage you guys to come out. You're going to spend a third of your life at work. Let's make sure that we reflect Jesus when we do that. Yes. Amen. Peace. All right.